Silence Hides Violence is a podcast series on domestic violence against women in marriage. We seek to educate, enlighten, and speak up against domestic violence. I am your host, Eneo Asuko of the Meeting with an Exit podcast. And I am Abigail Onwe of Talk It Out with Abby Talker podcast. Domestic violence usually have a long-term negative effect on female survivors. Do you also know that children are indirectly victims of domestic violence? Comfort James, a psychologist, gives us more perspective into this effect. Domestic violence can significantly impact a survivor's mental health and stability. Some of this effect could be short-term or even long-term. We have increased anxiety that could also lead to anxiety and insomnia. Such person can't sleep, such person can be in a relaxed state because there are flashbacks, there are thoughts and all form of negative feelings. Then post-traumatic stress disorder. This is a kind of, this is a psychological disorder that comes after an, after a very traumatic incident or experience. There are some people that go to war, they come back and they suffer post-traumatic stress disorder. Some people are raped and they suffer it as well. So the beatings, the battery, the, all of the violent actions make such person become traumatized. And even though they are survivors, they are still battered, they are still broken. There's a feeling of low self-esteem, there's a feeling of worthlessness. So eventually, in most cases, such people become depressed. And we know what depression is, a feeling of hopelessness, worthlessness. You don't feel like doing anything, you're not interested in doing anything, you feel less of a person. You just feel like, what's the essence of my life? Why am I in existence? So you could go that far. That's one of the long-term or the major long-term effects. You will be hearing comments gathered by Abigail on the possible long-term effect of domestic violence on victims, both women and children. So yes, we're going to be taking some thoughts from people who randomly answered some questions. Um, this is from Helen Ayawo. She says the long-term effect includes PTSD and lack of trust for other people. Even when they have good intentions, domestic violence victims go through trauma that may even last a lifetime. Children who have experienced this grow up hating men or women depends on how the abuser was. Also, a child that grew up in an abusive marriage may emulate such vices even without knowing. This will result in them being ill-tempered and believing that they can solve every problem with their fists. A person coming from an abusive family may also lack communication skills, except they decide to work on themselves. Watch parents who cannot... Sorry, watching parents who cannot settle differences by talking about it will rob a child of the knowledge of the power of good communication. Obviously, an abusive family is one devoid of love. The child growing up there will not know how to love or how to receive it. Hmm. Except they decide to change their mindset and learn something different. These kinds of ladies will give birth to children whom they will teach that physical abuse is okay, creating a more psychologically wrapped society. This one comes from um, a fellow podcaster. Her name is Confi Root. She says, personally, trauma isn't something that goes away quickly. It's deep. Secondly, some people sustain injuries and scares that they nurse throughout their lifetime. Then there's feeling of being worthless that takes a whole lot of time to remedy. Number two, children often get it hard too. Some even suffer the abuse themselves, seeing as their mom or dad, whichever is the victim, can't protect them. In other cases, the children are main targets of abuse. Some become so mentally and emotionally exhausted, they no longer believe in love or happy families. 
some are so used to it they do not see any other type of relationship as being valid hmm. some decide to go on a rampage inflicting pain and venom on whoever they come across while yet others are so angry at the perpetrator they end up being like the same abuser whom they hate wow nice opinion comfy very nice opinion this one is coming from um happiness ibrahim she says the mental health effect of domestic violence are likely to be severe and long-lasting exposure to violence and abuse increases one's risks of experiencing post-traumatic stress disorder depression anxiety substance abuse and suicidal behaviors secondly children who witness domestic violence or are victims of it are at serious risks of long-term physical and mental health problems children who witness violence may also become violent in their future relationships nice one thank you very much Religion, according to most persons, is one of the major causes of why most women stay in an abusive marriage. We will be looking at it from the Christian angle. To shed more light on this, I had a conversation with Mr. Peter Taiwo. Now, when Osinachi of Blessed Memory died, Nigerians started tweeting and people started talking about the experiences of friends and family. Some blame the church, some blame the Christian religion as one of the causes of uh, women tolerating abuse in marriage. You know, I once read a tweet where someone would say um, that they, they drive home this till that do us part, while some, when they know they're supposed to speak up or walk away, when they go to churches or see their pastors, they tell you to you know, keep praying for your husband, that God is in control, and all manner of you know, things that they say, and most women die in the process. So, does the Christian religion or does the church contribute indirectly or directly, you know, in you know, promoting domestic violence against women in marriage? Yeah, thank you very much for that question. And to answer that, I would like to first make clear that ignorance is not an excuse, first. And secondly, before I answer that, I would like to make us understand that we blame the church for a lot of things even if the church is at fault at many things we usually we usually find it easy to blame the church for whatever is connected to the church yes we understand that marriage is something that is created by god ordained by god and many people go into this which the church have to join them but if we really understand it there are other places in the part of the world that get married and they are not christians they get married they don't even have religions they are traditionally so and they also experience the same thing so are we not going to say the church took it there too i will come back to where the church has the fault but i want us to first understand that in this part of the world we easily find it we we easily find it comfortable to put the blame on a church for a lot of things that is our fault first if the if a fire is burning and you are told to dip your hand into it you will not because you know it's fire so the one thing i believe is no one can make you do what you don't want to do it's that simple but i understand that in this part of the world also we tend to look at our spiritual leaders 
as people to direct us and put us through in different ways and which i understand and it can have an effect when we so much put everything to their hands when we expect them to make decisions for us decisions that we can make by ourselves first we are the ones putting on the shoe so we know where it's pinching us we should be able to make those decisions decision ourselves they can only help us influence our decision and we can decide if that much influence they have on the decision is okay or not well the church has a fault when it comes to marriage because they teach it from a dimension of the husband is the head yes not all churches let me put it that way not all churches some parts of the church because i've been to other churches where they teach marriage very well and you understand it and i've been to churches where the marriage is not taught very well you can even see much making in different churches where they pick a man and say this is who god says you should marry pick a lady and say which god says you should marry you don't even know the lady there are characters which you can't compatibility. compatibility is not there but because you are told and this is a pastor you believe is coming from god yeah. for crying out loud he is not god i'm a believer we should have our personal convictions yeah. what your pastor is telling you should only direct you or point you or to confirm something if you as a pastor come to tell me this is who god says i should marry definitely have to go back to god and confirm it if it's not being confirmed by god i can't jump into it it's as simple as that so when you get into marriages where you now begin to realize that this is not the kind of marriage you want there is domestic violence you go home and the pastor is telling you endure do this do that instead of calling the man into order we have churches who will tell you keep praying that's common in nigeria when you have a problem they tell you to go and pray as much as prayer is not everything yes there are but matters in which prayer only is the answer or can solve there is no alternative we agree on that but we know also that prayer is not everything so the church has the fault in how they teach marriage yes that's simple some churches teach marriage in the wrong pattern in the wrong way while some teach it very well because i learned about marriage from men of god and it's, re- it's really helpful and when I hear other counselors talking about marriage, it's almost similar to that. So, looking at marriage from the church perspective, we will say the, the, there's a fault in it. Who is the church? Let's, let's start with that. Who is the church? The church is not just the pastor. The church is, is the, are the people in the church. Now, when you are a divorce minister, the way people will look at you and judge you is different from the way the just one that is not divorced, which is where most of the faults are coming from, where a lady we want to sit down in a marriage that is threatening to her life and she will still sit down there because why she's a minister this is my own personal opinion i'm not saying it's general people should accept it it's something personal okay because i've 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 had opportunity to spend a long period of time in three different churches and i've seen similar things like this i'm not going to mention names of these churches so where you are going through a lot they expect you to sit down there endure and the open bible passages to tell you god did not promise us a life free of tribulation <laughs> like <laughs> it's so funny like he, he didn't promise a life free of tribulation also he promised you a good life too so why should you just sit down and focus on that aspect and i if you will notice it in the old nollywood movies how they preach christianity is actually how we see it in marriages too where a believer is meant to be like this there is a picture they are painting and you trying to prove you are spiritual you're a believer you trust god you you go through those things and like i said ignorance is not an excuse 
Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, My people perish because of lack of knowledge. So if you don't have the knowledge to know that marriage is, is from God, yes. You go back to God and ask him, what is he saying about this marriage? He say, whatever will take you to sin, cut it off. If your marriage will cause you to sin, cut it off. Divorce is not a sin. Apostle Paul said this in Corinthians. And one thing I believe is if there's a problem in the marriage, separation for a while can, can bring sense to, to both parties. So, waiting and depending on the church, this is how people see things, this is how people see that. I also blame the victims. Yes, I blame the victims because why should you care about what people will say? Yes, that's why I say ignorance is not an excuse. Why should you care about what people will say? If it's not comfortable for you, please step outside. If, any, if people laugh at you, that's them. It's just for a matter of time. One thing I keep telling people is, your body can take any shame and any pain. It's your mind that cannot. So you need to train your mind to be able to take whatever shame and pain that is coming. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, meaning the model that you are required to look at as a Christian, I believe believers follow Jesus. So if you are looking at Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, so you look at him, if you read the Bible very well, there were times when Jesus got angry. There were times when he was hungry. There were times he got to the synagogue and saw people selling in the church. He did not sit down with them and say, and this is how he should he took a can and flogged them so this means this this means that there are things that when it's not comfortable for you you address it the way it should forget who is looking at you forget if okay most time you go to your pastor to um, solve a problem for you in your marriage you are fighting your currently who told you your pastor has a perfect marriage who told you that it's as simple as that so i believe it's not just the fault of the church. Yes, the church has a very big role to play because people look up to them. So I believe the church should step into the area where they talk to the men the most because I believe personally, this is a personal belief and opinion that if the men are taught well on marriage, they will have more successful marriages because why? It's in their hands. Yes, it's in their hands. A woman, a woman is designed by default to endure with you. So I don't see it why you will you will pick up yourself and maltreat her. When you when you speak a woman's language in different forms, let me tell you, submission comes natural. Thank you very much. I hope I've been able to answer the question in the best way I can, to the best of my understanding of what that question really yeah. Thank you, but but before before we go, so the bottom line is this: aside from the fact that the church have a responsibility, that most times, women, uh, most women act out of ignorance. Yes, that out of ignorance because why you believe? If I have a failed marriage, what will people say? Who cares? You are the one putting on the shoe. Who cares? They they believe of ah, this is how it should be. That's how it should be. Look at yourself. Sometimes put yourself forward first. The Bible says, "Love your neighbor." As yourself not more than yourself and in in like uh, like I saw that tweet where someone say, said that uh, once possibly you're a divorcee or you separate from your husband in church that they begin to take you away from some things maybe some offices that you had in church and most people endure this thing uh, because they don't want to lose such a thing so how can the church manage such whereby uh, even though someone is divorced due to you know domestic violence or reasons best known to them, we still show them this love. I don't know if you got what I'm saying. Yes. You know, instead of you losing your office position and some other things, how can we, you know, embrace them, show them love, so that people will also be bold enough to speak up? 
most times people complain about this you know i, I read some tweets about this how can the judge you know manage the situation yeah thank you i also saw most of that online now the thing there is you said something you said how can the church show the love to build this and that and it hits me like yes i've not been to the whole churches in nigeria yes but i've been to some what i'm going to say is it dies back to christianity what kind of christianity is the church preaching because the christianity i know is not a religion but if the church is as a religion what are they preaching because christianity should be a message of love that's what jesus came to preach that's why he came to show love but it's not love that they are preaching if you are preaching love all this will not be happening when a divorcee is seen as someone that is incompetent why should you use the failure of yeah. someone's home to judge them people can fail in a and b and be perfect in c and d yes i might be good in mathematics and bad in english and i might be bad in mathematics and also be good in english so you can't have it all so sometimes it's not just about the messages that have been preached in church about titan growth they should teach relationship teach how to a uh, human management how to manage relationships how to treat people these are the kind of things that should be taught when you look at how jesus was teaching in the bible if you read it very well you will see that most things he taught so he taught about all these things how you should treat one another but these are stuff that are not taught in many churches not i know that there are churches that spend the time and teach this there are even men of god we see online that people post their videos and they teach about these things so it's the job of the church to teach the members not to judge people by their failures we should learn empathy most churches that's the members of different churches lack empathy we should be human we are first human before anything we are first human we notice this when jesus as a god came on earth to become a man we saw a lot of things there we saw where his humanity showed so we are all human so we should learn to what show sympathy sympathize with people even for the fact that jesus knew he was going to go and raise lazarus because i believe he knew based on the prayer he said you always answer me i know you always answer me and i know you answer me that was a prayer he prayed before raising lazarus but before then john 11 35 said what jesus wept meaning we should learn to sympathize with people the church should teach this often let people know that you should sympathize with people that a person failed in marriage is not the end of the world apostle paul said it in the bible you can marry and if you choose don't marry and he said you can divorce so we should just learn to let the people understand this so they don't judge people by the failure of their marriages all right thank you very much mr peter tayo <laughs> the church is a powerful voice to help speak against domestic violence in marriage so we appeal to religious leaders to help speak against domestic violence and uh, survivors who are church members should be showed more love and support most women stay and tolerate abusive marriage due to lack of knowledge they lack the position of the law on it and how they can protect themselves. Barista Biola, once again, of the Human Rights Commission of Nigeria, sheds more light. Like I mentioned before, abuse, especially domestic abuse, is a criminal offense in Nigeria. And for victims of abuse that are trying to fight for their life or for their rights, especially the educationally and financially disadvantaged ones, the first thing to do is to make a report 
of the case of abuse to the police or in the case of legal state to the legal state domestic sexual and violence response team that's the body that's been laid down by the legal state government for cases of domestic violence and abuse and aside from that because people tend to have this aversion to the police there are a number of bodies that have been established by law in nigeria that also take up the cases of abuse victims one of them is fida that's the international federation of women lawyers the french acronym is fida and then you have the national human rights commission and you have the legal aid council of nigeria these bodies are established to help the disadvantaged in nigeria to be able to get the legal representation they need in time so when a victim of abuse is ready to actually speak out and fight for their life or fight for their rights they can approach any of these bodies and then they will pick up their case and ensure that they get justice and where like um, the example i give some of some victims don't actually want a criminal case they just want out of the relationship so these bodies can also are also established to help them get legal representation in court. If the victim is um, legally married to the to the perpetrator of this abuse, then the victim can go for divorce. These bodies are established to give them help them find legal representation at no cost or very low cost. They can give them legal advice on how to go about getting a divorce and if they are scared of not getting custody of their children or uh, having financial aid after the divorce, then these bodies will also help them get all of that sorted out. So there are, there are, there are options available to victims of abuse. Their, their only choice is not to stay in the relationship just because they are financially incapable or they are not educated enough to know what their right is they can approach in any of these um, bodies or go to the police to make a report and they will see that their case will be taken up if you are a perpetrator and you think there is no legal consequence you should really think twice well the law has made provisions to protect women from domestic violence in different ways. I mean, there are different laws that have been established for just for the sake of protection of women and the and every other victim of domestic violence from such acts. Some of the laws that have been laid down are the Violence Against Persons Prohibition Act of 2015, which has been passed into law in some states like Anambra. Bauchi, Enugu, Kaduna, Oyo, and Ondo states, they've adopted this law as, this act as laws in their state. And then you have the protection against domestic law of legal state. That's the legal state protection against domestic violence law. Then you have the gender-based violence law of Ekiti state. You have the protection against domestic violence law of Ebony state. That one is, that one was, um, enacted in 2017. Then the Cross River Domestic Violence and Maltreatment of Widows Prohibition Law. These are some of the laws that have been put in place to protect the rights of women, to protect them from domestic violence. There are also international instruments, including the Convention on the, uh, on the Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination Against Women and the African Charter on Human and People's Rights. All these ones, all these laws and, instru and international instruments have been put in place to protect the rights of women 
to protect them from domestic violence. Then, when you study some of these laws, you realize that the provision of the laws don't just provide protection for women after the act has been committed. It also stipulates punishment for attempts of the act, like the VAP Act that is stated before, that's the Violence Against Persons Prohibition Act of 2015, states that an attempt to commit the act of spousal battery attracts imprisonment not exceeding one year or a fine not exceeding 100,000 years, or depending on the circumstances of the case, both, that is probably um, imprisonment of one year and a fine of 100,000 naira. Also, it goes further to provide that anyone who incites another, that is anybody that, inc that uh, incites another person or aids or covers up for someone that has committed the offense of domestic violence, we attract a jail term not exceeding two years or a fine not exceeding 200,000 naira or both. These are, these are ways that the law has protected women from domestic violence. But the same people know that just the attempt and not the act alone is punishable order law. They will, it, it will restrain them in some ways from inflicting injury, whether physical or mental or emotional on, on people they see as their victim. Also, the legal state protection against domestic violence law goes further. It's even went further than the VAP Act to provide that the victim of abuse can seek for protection order in the High Court or Magistrate Court and a third party is not just the victim that can seek for this order because there are some times that the victim might out of fear not be able to act or they are just incapacitated in one way or the other. So it provides that a third party can even file for this on behalf of the victim. It could be a counselor, it could be a health service provider, or a member of the Nigerian police force, or a social worker, or even a teacher in school that has noticed that a student is being abused. So these are ways that the law has provided protection for women when it comes to domestic violence. There are non-governmental organizations who have taken up the mantle of speaking up supporting and protecting women who actually suffer from domestic abuse we'll mention a few and how you can contact them the first one here is um clean foundation the clean foundation is one of the most popular foundations in nigeria because their research and their works in the area of domestic violence has served as an eye-opener to many people about the rise of the cases of domestic violence across the nation uh, I think it has its um, headquarters in Abuja, yes, in Abuja, and its branches are in places like Edo, Lagos, Ibadan. Uh, the address for the Abuja branch is 26 Bameda Crescent, Wose, Zone 3, Abuja. Their phone number is 706 7899368 You can also reach them on their website www.clean.org um, Their um, spelling is C-L-E-E-N That's the clean .org. Also we have Act Generation Act is one of Nigerians new NGOs that is fully devoted to fighting against domestic violence and abuse in Nigeria Apart from domestic violence issues this foundation is also engaged in you know, supporting those with mental-related issues. Their website is www.actsgeneration.org. Okay, www.actsgeneration.org. Do you understand? Acts Generation. The Act has an S. Okay. Um, 
phone number 0033951460 if you're listening to this podcast and you basically have troubles with all those things this is the best time to actually pick up one of these ngos and contact them their email is at generation2007 at gmail.com we also have crime victims foundation nigeria abbreviated at quivifon yeah now this is an ngo that was formerly by well-meaning individuals to support victims of domestic violence to fight for justice they are also engaged in other gender related issues their phone number is 08050314317 08050314317 their email address they are i think they are we have like three but i'm going to drop two for you gloria Egbuji 2003. Egbuji is E G B U J I 2003 at yahoo.co.uk. Then you can also reach Stephen, um, yeah, Stephen Sarah 82, Stephen ph at yahoo.com. Okay, we also have um, others, other NGOs like that, but I think this three should be enough. If you need more, you can easily just contact and near you or myself to get details and that brings us to the end of the podcast series silence eyes violence if you have not listened to the first episode do well to listen we encourage every abused woman to speak up as silence eyes violence we appreciate all contributors for the success of this series please do well to like comment and share this podcast to your friends and family we say no to domestic violence